You are now listening to The Oliver Manley Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Oliver Manalise, and you are listening to The Oliver Manalise Show. In this show, we get to hear from entrepreneurs, leaders, and high performers, and my job is to uncover actionable insights they've learned from creating power and possibility in their lives. Before we meet our guest, I want to invite you to my weekly newsletter called Oliver's Picks. Each week, I dive into articles, videos, podcasts, books, you name it, and I curate the newsletter with the top five most impactful pieces straight into your inbox. Get your hit of goodness each Friday. Sign up at olivermanalise.com forward slash picks. As well, I'm an ontological coach and specialize in aligned reinvention for leaders and entrepreneurs. If you know anyone seeking their growth edge, or perhaps that person is you, I'd love the opportunity to connect for a complimentary session. If you'd like to experience a powerful coaching conversation and see what it can do for you, head over to olivermanalise.com for more information. And finally, if you get value from the show, please head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write us a review. Your support is appreciated and it helps us spread the word. Today, my guest is Cal Meisner. Cal Meisner is the author of the Freedom Framework, the business owner's guide to earning more and working less. He's a coach, consultant, facilitator, and international speaker who believes we have an epidemic of people doing work we don't enjoy. His personal mission is to work with business owners and leaders in order to ensure they have meaningful alignment between the work they do and the things they're passionate about. He is also on a crusade to help leaders ensure the people that that work for them are doing work they love and in turn are fueling the growth of their business. In our conversation today, we talk about the cost of letting money rule your decisions, how important it is that we look at our relationship to money and how Cal discovered it had very little to do with his sense of alignment, how the desire to create an impact and question what's important in his life changed his path in a way he never planned for, why creating space in your life is so important to stop and question what you want for yourself, and so much more. I am so excited for you to listen in on this conversation that I had with Cal. Let's all give it up for Cal Meisner. All right. I am here with Cal Meisner, the author of The Freedom Framework. I'm so glad to have you on the show, man. How are you? Oh, I'm awesome, Oliver, and thank you so much for the invite. I'm happy to be here. I, I'm, I'm really honored to have you on, and I appreciate you making the time to, uh, to be with us today. And uh, we, have, we, we seem to have a lot in common. And to begin with, I remember, I mean, when we first sort of met, it was kind of like this, this very interesting way because you were on the big screen. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> the, uh, the give and grow screening in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I got to catch a little bit of a glimpse of you and your and your life and your journey in the give and grow experience uh, with Philip. And so, just I guess just to begin with, I'm I'm interested in how did you end up uh, kind of starting to work with someone like Philip or go in that direction? <laughs> well, it's <clears throat> it's really interesting, and I don't know if you believe in fate or karma or destiny or what brought me there but and when people ask me this question Oliver I, I wish I had a sexier answer but I literally I remember it distinctly I was I was sitting on my couch playing my guitar it was a Sunday evening my wife's making dinner and as we kind of absent-mindedly sometimes do we check our phone and check Facebook and and an acquaintance of mine had posted and I live in a place called Bowen Island on the west coast of Canada and and a friend, an acquaintance rather, had posted. He said, "Hey, I'm doing this personal development thing, and it's on Bowen Island." 
And I thought, hey, I love personal development, and I live on Bowen Island, so <laughs> sign me up. So Super so convenient. <laughs> yeah, but what was interesting is I didn't really know the depth of the work that Philip did in particular, but and I also didn't really know, I, I guess I probably knew subconsciously that I needed to do some deeper work, but it wasn't really a conscious thought. And then when I got to the first day of, I did a year-long mentoring program to start with, mm-hmm. and the first day I arrived at that event, we started to go very deep. Uh, in a very, right in the beginning, right off the bat. Right, just like a two-by-four across the face. So, <laughs> so, and it was an amazing experience, and it's, uh, I was on a bit of a journey anyways, but I, this really took it to the next level and really helped me kind of uncover what's important to me and, and you know, what's authentic in my life and how I can pursue that. So it was, uh, it was, uh, like I said, I think it was meant to be, it wasn't that conscious on my part, but I ended up exactly where I needed to be. So yeah, kind of serendipitously, it seems to happen a lot around, uh, pe- people who are in, on this type of journey, they're searching for alignment, which is something that we also have in common is that is how important alignment is indeed indeed i'm I, yeah, so you, I, go ahead sorry i'm just gonna say i and i i do believe in serendipity but i also believe and you've probably heard this and it sounds cliche but i the more years go by i really do believe it is when you're open when you're ready for <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> when you're ready for a particular learning the teacher will appear and you've probably heard that before yes but i I really believe it. Like, like I said, meeting Philip and going on that journey is, I didn't know who he was and I wasn't that conscious of it, but I think I was ready and certainly the teacher appeared. So, And how many years ago was that now? Uh, I started that January of 2015, I believe. Awesome. So you have gone through an incredible journey then. Just in the last two or three years, you just launched the Freedom Framework and it's hitting the top of the charts and you're getting... Uh, offers for a book for a book deal, and there's there's so much momentum happening in your life, in your business right now. What are you most excited about? You know what I what excites me is uh, I'm a man of possibility, and I just love I love possibilities. I love the fact, to be frank, I'm excited about the things I don't even know about because <laughs> you know I just believe so much that if you put it out there, if you're really aligned, if you follow what you're meant to do, that the possibilities are endless and and there's been some great things coming my way and certainly you know you mentioned the launch of the book that the actual event of launching that book on Amazon has completely exceeded all my expectations and um you know I I thought it would do well I thought that there's a message in there that would be valuable to people around alignment in particular business owners and leaders if if you're not really feeling like you're doing the work that you were meant to do. I'm hoping the book can help with that. But but when I launched it, I mean, it literally went number one in Canada, U.S., Australia, number six in the U.K., and that just... International, baby. I can say I'm an international bestseller. And, <laughs> and it, but it still feels really surreal. But uh, again, what I'm excited about is just the possibility of the future. And And I think when you take some risks, when you get out of your comfort zone and... And you probably also heard this saying, but really, I think when you get out of your own way, uh, yeah. some amazing things can happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the future. So this time last year, was this a vision for you? So, no. 
Did you even no. <laughs> see that this was like this was something something that you were trying to manifest? You were you're placing some time and effort in. Um, it's a great question, and I would say yes and no. So what I I love what that. I was yeah what I was clear on, and I think this is actually how it often works is. I was clear I wanted to do something different. I was clear I wanted to make an impact. I was clear I wanted to share the knowledge that I had gained over the years, somehow, the, some, sorry, sometimes the hard way. I wanted to share that with others, and hopefully if I could make their lives easier, that would be, uh, that would be amazing. But, but the how I was going to do that, yeah. I had no idea. And certainly a book was never – like I <laughs> – it was never on my bucket list. I never said, yeah, I, I can't wait to write a book one day. Like that, that was just not something I'd never even thought of. So, uh, but again, I think just by being open to possibilities and I found out about a, uh, a publisher that, that could help people like myself, people that wanted to write a book in order to make an impact and to grow their business around helping others. This program I went through was specifically tailored to people like me. And so, you know, she said, if you want to write a cookbook or a kid's book or a novel, <laughs> I'm not your person. If you want to write a book like this, with a message, then I can, yeah, then I can help. And again, it just resonated so deeply. I'm like, you know what? I have to do this. And so, so yeah, to answer your question, it wasn't out on my radar, but I think again, following my gut, following my intuition, being open to possibility, it just felt so right that I, I did it. And and again, so far, the re the rewards have been pretty cool. So it sounds like the the yes part is that it's been brewing and that you've had this this message you had something to say and the no in terms of like me write a book yeah <laughs> that part until you found you know an avenue a vehicle someone to support you and get and and help get you there that's I, I love that answer it's both it's totally both and I think the uh, just to add to that your your last point is extremely valid when you say, I found someone to help get me there. I think, you know, I, I, I believe we can't go the journey alone, or we, mm. we can, but I'm a big proponent of another cliche that is work smarter, not harder, and and I figure, hey, if someone can help me, you know, could, could I have written a book on my own? I probably could have, but I, I'm sure I would have struggled through it and it would have taken me three yeah. years. And, yeah. And, you know. <laughs> How many people do you know that say, yeah, I've been working on a book too? And I say, oh, oh, wow, how long have you been doing that for? Well, about four years, five years. So, so, so again, I just feel like if there's people that have knowledge that can help you on your journey and it, it makes it quicker and easier for you, then uh, I think it's worth looking into. And, and the, the book writing process was a great example of that for me. Yeah, I, there's a, there's a huge value in that that I see in being able to ask for help, and I n wasn't certainly born that way or built that way, and it's something that I've realized uh, has been an important part of just me being able to grow, and it looks like for you too. Um, mm -hmm. So th this thing about like this message and this thing that you have to say and share with the world has been brewing for a long time. I I know that that has to come from somewhere, man. It had to come from somewhere, did you say? Yeah, I know it has to come from somewhere. Like you, you talking yeah. about alignment for people and the freedom, you know, the, having more freedom in their business as entrepreneurs, um, you, you wanting to create a book and share this message, I could only yeah. presume that that comes from somewhere, whether it's uh, just your, your own 
experiences, whether they're challenges or, or pain or breakthroughs. But I'm interested to know what what's the what's the source? Like where where does it come from? Yeah, that is a great question as well. And <clears throat> excuse me, for me, the it was interesting. I and, and I'll try and make this quick because I'm trying to sum up summarize sorry of a 47 year experience but, <laughs> but literally we can all I relate did, to that Cal <laughs> I'm sure no matter what age I think people will relate to this in that I didn't really know what I was meant to do and I remember being 18 years old and getting out of school and I had no idea so and I remember having the conversation with my father like the the pep talk was like well you got to get out of the house and do something and I was like <laughs> okay as if I as if I didn't have enough fear and anxiety, uh, that 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 by the way, Dad isn't helping. But 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 anyway, that aside, I just didn't know. So I started doing things, and I started doing. I call it the formula. I followed the formula, right? I went I went to school. I got good marks. Then I got a job, and I worked hard, and all part of the formula. But it took me a long time to figure out that the formula I was following wasn't my formula. Right, it wasn't. It wasn't what I was meant to do. It what wasn't was the even, formula? Well, the formula I mentioned, like I said, is get go to school, get good marks, work hard, get a job, get yeah. some. You know, security is a big one. Typical, the typical path. The typical path, yeah, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that path if if it's genuine to you. But it it wasn't genuine to me, and it took me a long time to figure that out. But but yeah, how did you I, know? Did you did you just have like a was it like a growing feeling yes. that, you, that you had that this is this is just not right? But did you ignore that for a while? Because you said it's been a, it's been a forty seven year uh, journey. Yes, I I totally ignored it for a long while, and what I think what really allowed me to tap into that was giving myself some space, giving myself some room to actually stop and question in a in a healthy way, but say, you know, what is it that I'm doing? Where do I want to go? What and really I think I think we we tend to get kind of caught up in our minds, right? And I was letting my mind rule my decisions. I was also letting money rule my decisions. So and and to be even more specific, Oliver, it was probably the fear of not having enough money. Mm. So I was like, oh, I better take that job because I can make more money. And <clears throat> and I remember I, I worked for a telecom company in Canada, and, and I remember getting my first job and, and kept saying to myself, well, if only I could make X amount. And then I would reach that amount. And then I'd say, okay, well, this, but this doesn't feel any different. Uh, yeah, I was but about I to say, of, did, did, did it make any difference? It didn't Changing make any circumstances, difference. yeah. No, but again, I ignored that feeling. I said, but now if I only make this amount, I'm sure I'll feel better after that, right? And and so it was really after making a bunch of decisions and doing a bunch of things. And sometimes we have to do that. Like, don't get me wrong. I think sometimes we have to. Sometimes you got to do things that you weren't meant to do in order to figure out to get closer to mm-hmm. to what you were meant to do. And you, but you said something about not enough money, right? And where, where does that come from for you? Is that you something know, that I you grew up with? Is that something that was that you learned, or just to, to be, yeah? To be honest with you, it's something I'm still working through. Mm-hmm. Uh, what my 
my observation though of myself and the other people that I work with and clients in particular is I believe money and the relationship we have to money is one of the single biggest challenges that we have. There seems to be yeah. so much you know, there's so much emotion around money, whether that's positive emotion or negative emotion or you know, it's interesting. I look at my relationship with my wife and we've talked about this repeatedly is we really do not – we haven't had a fight in a long – like 20 years. But whenever things – whenever tensions are high, it's typically related to money, right? And we just uh, we just kind of – we just step back and observe that and say, why is that? We get along so well. We don't fight. Like everything's good. But when – sometime when money comes up, it's like, right? The, this emotion comes out. And and so I I don't know where it comes from. I do believe it comes from – uh, some of the things I learned from my parents and the messaging I learned around money and, you know, like the, the cliches about, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and da-da-da. But What did you find I, out about your relationship to money? So you, um, brought, the, you brought that up, the relationship to money. I love that. Yeah. What, what, yeah, did, yeah. what did you find out from, all, from your observation and just kind of <laughs> noticing, oh, this is always the point of contention here between... Yeah, you, you that's, a great, that's a great question. And the... The way I would describe it is, and again, I'm working through this and I'm and I'm shifting this or trying to shift it, but I'd say in the past for sure, it's been a fearful relationship with money. Wow. Right? So rather than thinking about, rather than having this approach of abundance saying, you know what, there is more than enough for everyone and, and you can actually make money following your bliss and you don't have to do <laughs> things, you don't have to do things that you hate just because the money's good, mm. um, it, it took me a long time to figure that out. And and again, it, it was more of a fear-based approach. And that, well, I'll never have enough. And I, you know, I I, I got to do work that I don't want to do because the money's good. And so, yeah, I think I think that's been the shift. Ah, okay. And so, um, was that part of what drove you to make some of those decisions and like really get into your head about? Okay, once I make X amount, then I'll be great. Oh, that didn't make a difference. Okay, it's got to be this next X amount that's going to make my life so much so much easier. Was it? Was it something yeah. like about the future, like fear about the future not having enough, or was it like something from the past, or what would you say? Um, it was a little of both. But back to your point about, I, I just realized that. You know, I kept meeting these goals I had about making more money, but I didn't feel any different. And it didn't stop the fear. Yeah, well, it just it didn't stop the fear, and it didn't actually fear aside. It even fulfillment. Now shifting maybe to a more positive emotion, I was looking for fulfillment. I was looking for, hey, if I only make this amount of money, I'm gonna be fulfilled, and I'm gonna feel better. And and I realized that. You know, I've used the word a few times about alignment, and I love that word. I'm I'm obsessed with the word right now. Yeah. And I, what I realized is money had very little, if not if not nothing, to do with alignment. For you. For for me, and 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 to be frank, with the clients I work with, <clears throat> I've actually seen that money is probably the biggest source of misalignment, and I'll. I'll tell you what I mean by that. I'll give you a great example. So I was talking to a client last week. She completely hates the work she's doing. 
Um, she doesn't like the culture of the company. She doesn't like her personal situation with work. She doesn't like mm. anything about it. And I said, well, okay, okay. so the, this is obvious. We need to work on this. And she yeah, but the money's good. And I was just... <laughs> And it just hit me, right? It hit me right in my heart because I just thought, wow, it's amazing the amount of shit we will tolerate. Because of because, that. Because the money's good. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And or are you willing to be miserable and do something you hate day in and day out? We spend two thirds of our waking lives do at work. Like, I just, I, I just can't, it saddens my heart. I just can't believe that. But, but. At the same time, I'm also a realist. I'm not flippant enough to say we don't need a certain amount of money. Like everyone yeah. wants us, you know, there's some things you got to take care of like food and rent, for example. But but really, I, I don't think making money should come at the cost of your soul. So mm-hmm. and, and was that so what happened? What happened for you in, in your journey, in your 47 year experience, you know, experiment? With right. with fear and you know yeah. money was a focal point for you and so in, in, a, in a lot of ways the story that you shared is all of our story I feel like so many people are are coming from that place of yeah but the the money's good well but what about what about money yeah I want to I, I like the idea of pursuing my dream my passion but what about what about mm-hmm. money what about my, how do I pay rent how do I put food on the table. Yeah, and you know, it's it's such a great question, and I think it's, well, I'll go back to your, your one question you asked is, what, what what happened for me? So yeah. so what was happening for me is I kept making more money, I kept making meeting those milestones and not feeling any different, and I felt, I felt too comfortable, I just felt kind of numb, I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. what am I doing, what is this all about, and, and so... I had worked for 21 years for a large telecom company in Canada. The same company? The same company. I spent wow. 21 years there. Now, I did get to do some very cool things throughout that 21 year, but you know that that's probably a different episode. <laughs> uh, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but what I finally did is I, I just felt that in order to not make this about the money or in order to I, – I couldn't tolerate doing something any longer that wasn't – that I wasn't passionate about. So I ended up, I just quit. I just, I left behind my six figures and my expense account and my benefits and my security and said, no, I gotta, I gotta live my life. I have to feel again. Right. And, and even if that feeling is, is one of fear, I just need to, I need to dive into it. So, okay. So how long was that feeling happening for you? Like, like that, that you need to quit. Because, you know, for some people who yeah. are listening, they might just be like, oh, yeah, that's really easy to just sounds really easy for you to just be able to quit like that. But um, I'm sure there's there's more to that. Like, was there a, was there a breakdown? Was there? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and you know, there there's a real subtlety in here that at least for me that that I experienced and I think many, many people do is the truth is in it. And it probably sounds a little bit arrogant even telling my story is, hey, you know, six figures and expense account and. Yeah, you don't. You didn't have it that rough, and and the, and the truth is, the truth is, I didn't have it rough. I, I wasn't. But it's all like the I more reason to stay, right? Like that woman said, like exactly. your client said. It's 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 like the golden handcuffs. It's harder to leave. You 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 nailed it, man. Is 
is and it, I remember the very first interview I had with Philip, and he said, "Why do you want to work with me? Why do you even want to? Why do you want to do some self exploration?" And I said, "Well, I just feel too comfortable." Um. And he and he laughed and said, "Well, my friend, you are in the right place." And <laughs> <laughs> and I and I didn't realize the discomfort I was going to have to go through to uh, <laughs> to get to reconnect with myself. But 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 back to I think it's a key point, and I want to go back to that. Is you're right. It's it's subtle, right? It's, it's, it's the golden handcuffs. It's like, and you think about any area of your life. It could be your, your relationship. It's like, well, you know, this person isn't really my ideal partner, but, but it's not terrible. Like, you know, there's no physical abuse. So, right. We, we, we try and we, we, we calibrate things. And I think often we are like the worst, we're the worst source of calibration, right? And it's, and it's usually based on our own experience. So we say, well, it's not that bad. Or, yeah, I hate Justify this job. Justify it. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's back like the client is, yeah, I make great money. So it's okay to be completely miserable. But it just, I think it's a real subtle thing. And I think it's worth, it's back to giving yourself space and checking in with, okay, but how do I really feel about this? Another way to look at it is, what is the cost of, you know, there there is a benefit to staying in a job that's well-paying and has security and benefits. There's yes. no doubt about it. There's an obvious, tangible benefit. But the question we often don't ask ourselves is, what is the cost of that? What, what was the cost for you? <clears throat> the cost was it was it was costing my soul. Jesus was, Christ. Well, well, that's the thing. That's a big cost, right? Yeah. But, but we don't – we often – I don't know. It's, price, I think it's just, oh my god! So like when you say the cost me my soul, like yeah. I th- and you say like the price and the cost. The way I imagine that is like okay, I get all these benefits and stuff like that. But I literally, it's like a if my soul was on a little debit card or a credit card, and I'm making a payment, I'm giving them my soul. I'm paying with <clears throat> my soul. Like I not, agree. It's and and some people. I mean, that's hard to wrap your head around. But the, but existentially, yeah. I can feel what you're saying. Like I can feel what that cost is because it's not totally. tangible, but it's like no. this, uh, this aliveness that goes away. Totally. And how many people do you know? Or you know, I have a very good friend of mine who does not like what he's doing, and he's he's also followed the formula, so he's worked <laughs> hard, and he's got two kids and a nice house, and and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But he's completely miserable in the work that he's doing in, in particular. Um, but he said, well, I've got I've got nine more years to go and then, you know, I'll be eligible for a pension. And, and I'm just thinking, dude, like then nine, I can be alive. <laughs> nine years is a lifetime, right? Yeah. And, and to your point, and I mean, not to be morbid, but how does he know he's going to be alive in nine years? Absolutely. So are you willing to exchange those nine years for money and security, and, and again, there's no judgment. If if that's if you do that consciously, that's okay. But I guess what I'm saying is, I just wasn't willing to make that exchange. Yeah. And so, was there a, was there like a moment of truth for you where you're just like, okay, this is it. Like, I cannot tolerate. 
losing, you know, yeah. d- you know, selling my soul in this way anymore. And, and tell us about what that moment was. Like, where yeah. were you? What did it feel like? What was happening? Yeah. And what was the conversation like with your wife or your friends or your family? Like, what happened? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's that's the exciting yeah. stuff. That's the juicy I'm, stuff. I'm laughing because I'm thinking specifically about the conversation with my wife, but I'll, I'll get to that okay. in a moment. Okay. But I actually... And back to, you know, I think the value in giving yourself space and doing some deeper personal work, it's how you, it's how you get to answer these questions. So, so, so you were, you were doing the, some of the work and having the space to be able to even connect <clears throat> the dots of like, oh, this is costing my soul. Like if you, you didn't Excellent. have that space, you may, maybe wouldn't have uh, really grasped that. I to- yes, or I often, especially when you're in that situation, we we get so busy and we keep busy. Yes, you just don't you don't have time to even reflect on that, right? Yes. It's like no, no, I would love to reflect and and check in on my life and see if I'm happy, but I'm too busy, <laughs> right? Like it's just crazy, but 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 it's but it's not you too know, busy in the formula. Ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So one of the and and you know what that could back to doing growth or work on yourself and and taking space, that can mean all kinds of things. It can be meditating for twenty minutes in the morning. It yes. can be, it can be going for a walk after work. But as you're walking, really think about things. Hey, how was my day? How did I spend my time? Did I? How was my relationships? Like actually thinking or focusing on the things that that are important in life and, and checking in with your intuition. So it can be anything from meditating, like you said, walking, something simple like that, or, or a, a bigger experience. And what, what, I, what it did for me back to your question is, um, and back to Philip, um, <laughs> we had done an experience called give and grow, which was a trip to India in October of 2016. And there was three components to that trip. There was a a giving component. So we spent some time in orphanages and working with others, which is another great way to get out of your own head. Yeah. Go volunteer your time, go meet some people, go help some other people. And it's a great way to say, yeah, to just get out of your head. So, So there was a giving component. There was an adventure component. So we were like, literally hiking in the Himalayas. We were whitewater rafting on the Ganges River. Oh, my God. And each of these elements in their own would have been fantastic. Um, and then the third element, of course, was personal growth. So really digging deep. And and I'm not saying that everyone has to go off to India, but it was I just it was something I wanted to do again to just dig deeper, to take this journey further. To, that's the space. To, that's the space, man. And Yeah. And for for me, going to India, it was a structured way to do it, right? It's like, you know what? For three weeks, I am not going to be working. I I actually had very little contact with my friends and family. Um, And I just, I was with the group of people and we were all just focused on ourselves, right? And I think it's so powerful to do that, but... But anyway, so I so I came back and I just had these amazing experiences, met these great people, and really mm. got in touch with my soul, with my heart. You know, I was able to really open my heart in ways that I didn't even know were possible. So, so I come back wow. to Canada because your question is about this moment when I made this decision. Yes. <laughs> so I came I came back to Canada. I, I actually flew to Toronto, <clears throat> and it was a Sunday afternoon, and I went into work Monday morning, and. And my job at the time is I actually created a job. And again, that's probably a third episode we should talk about. But Oh, um, you're always welcome. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and I created my own role called People and Culture Champion. And my, my job was to support others' growth and alignment and make sure they were doing work they were meant to do and that this was a cool place to work. So Wow. So I come back from India. I've had this great, deep personal experience myself. I'm so excited about sharing this with the people that I support and this team of 700 people. Jeez. You know, and I'm just, I'm thrilled and I'm excited. And I, but I start kind of pinging my peers and say, hey guys, I've been totally unplugged for three weeks. I'm back, you know, really excited to be here. What's going on? And they're, oh, well, we're doing, you know, cost cutting measures. We're doing restructuring. We're doing downsizing. And, and for me, that was the, I just thought, no, I, I cannot do that any longer. Like the, the missile, the misalignment, the feeling of misalignment got so strong that I just thought, no, I can't go on that journey. My, my journey has to be a different direction, right? And what was misaligned about it? Well, again, my... That's a, that's a business reality. Like, that's that's, totally, what, that's what happens. People need... Businesses need yeah. to cut costs uh, totally. when, when they're not meeting their, their revenues. Yes. And, and trust me, I'm a businessman and I've been in that environment a long time and yes. I get that. But, but I feel it... And there is no judgment in that. I think as a business, they, they had to do what they had to do. The question is more personal. It's how do I fit into that? Is that is that something that I'm going to participate in? Is that something that's going to light me up? Is that? And the question was a resounding no. It was like you know what that I cannot do that any longer. Like everything had been pretty subtle up to that point, but it was no longer subtle. It was like no, this this can't happen. This, this, it was it was finally like just completely apparent for you. It was totally apparent. <clears throat> I literally called my boss that day and said, uh, "You know, thanks for the ride, but I need to move on to my next chapter." In that moment, like in the same day that you had the same realization, day, that moment, there yeah. was no waiting. <clears throat> no, there was no, no double it, checking, no checking in with with no. friends or nothing. No, no, and wow. the reason the reason for that again, I think is because my mind was quiet, my heart was open, and my intuition like was was dialed in, right? Like it was I didn't need time to think about anything cuz my gut just said, "Hey man, this ain't your thing." So so and I and I think we <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I think we all have the ability to do that, but to and by that I mean make a change. If what you're doing is not serving you, like sometimes you just need to rip the band-aid off and say I got to do something different. Mm -hmm. But what I will share, and this was totally unexpected, Oliver, is the amount of fear that that decision invoked was something that I was not prepared for, man. So, so I made the decision. I like listened you. to my intuition. I made the phone call. <laughs> Life's good. I wake up the next day and I'm like, what have I done, man? Oh and I literally... God. I literally, for 72 hours, I did not sleep, and I wanted to puke on myself every moment of every day. Like, I was just overwhelmed with fear. Oh, man. But the interesting thing is, and this is another observation, I think, about and being able to give myself some space, I just thought, you know what? It's because of this fear that this was the right decision. And that might sound like a really weird thing to say. Like, but that's how you know. That's how you know. And 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 for me, it was even getting more specific than that or maybe a little more tangible. I just thought 
if I'm not scared of leaving a title or pay or security or whatever I think that I'm leaving behind, like that's all the more reason to do it, right? Like it, yeah, it's I just, a courageous thing to do. And honestly, I felt I'm so proud of myself. I feel like Absolutely. that was, the, I feel like that was the most courageous thing I've ever done in my life. That's amazing. And I, and I can the, see in your face, like people won't see the video of this, but I can see how moved you are in your eyes. Oh, I remember, I remember actually before I made that change, I was actually as part of my mentoring group, I was considering doing something like that. And I remember driving home from our session, just thinking about the possibility of perhaps leaving a career or a job that wasn't was no longer serving me. Yeah. And I laughed out loud. I belly laughed like <laughs> right? Thinking about the freedom and how it would feel to no longer do work that didn't serve me. So here so there there you've got two ends of the spectrum. You've got this sense of freedom and like, wow, this is gonna be so liberating. And then you've got like sheer terror and and you're allowed to have both. It's just like uh, that yes and no that you were talking about with the books. Like yes and no. I was thinking about making the book. Here it's like, yeah, there's a there's that freedom, that sensation of liberation. And it's freaking <clears throat> terrifying at the same time. And that's totally all, like that, that's honest. But one thing that I've been waiting for is the, the wife talk because you kind of – you alluded to the. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I thank mean, you. You're, so, we're all hanging here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So I actually <laughs> forgot about that. So it's all good. So, so I made this phone call. I just knew in my gut that I had to move on to the next chapter. And I was still in Toronto. I fly back to Vancouver, and my wife picked me up. And my my wife is a very lovely, lovely lady. So. Um, and we decided to have di- we, we went for dinner on the way home. So Still haven't told her. I haven't told her, and I and I've been <laughs> through like just this amazing emotional experience, like some extreme highs and some extreme lows, and but just the whole gamut of the human experience, right? So, so I, she picks me up. We stop at this restaurant. We sit down for dinner, and she's sitting across the table. And, <laughs> And she says in just this sweet voice, so how was India? <laughs> and I just, and I remember saying, I'm like, where, where do I even start? But I said, Jeez. well, honey, I, um, I, I, I think I need to quit my job and I have malaria. Oh, and, man. And her jaw just dropped and she said, uh, is there anything else you need to tell me? Like there's. Is that it? Is there any more coming? And and I said, well, I don't think I have malaria, but I did quit my job. And, <laughs> and, and what was her face? <laughs> yeah, her face was, uh, yeah, I think she was in shock. Let's put it that way. But Was she anticipating and, it? Like, have you had these conversations? Was it, like, growing, like, in terms of as a possibility as you were doing some of yeah. this growth work? Okay. Yeah, I think so. And what was really cool is she, like, she was very supportive. She also, of course, had had a bunch of fear and anxiety around. Well, okay, so you just removed like half of our household income, and oh yeah, it just multiplies that. The, the, yeah, the emotional roller coaster of it. Totally, and, and you know, and so we did talk through that, obviously. But she said, you know, I, 
yeah, she said on one hand it is a shock just hearing it out loud, but she said on the other hand it's not a shock. Like, I knew you weren't happy. I knew that change was afoot. I didn't realize it was happening today, but, but. <laughs> and and the other thing is, I think people. I think people, especially people close to you, they can see when you're misaligned. You can tell when someone's not. Yeah, you can feel it from people. You can feel it totally. So even when I phoned my boss to to make that announcement, he, he had a similar reaction. He's like, "Wow, I'm shocked and I'm really sad to see you go, but I'm not surprised." That is amazing. Oh, I just got goosebumps when you said that. And um, one thing that's coming up for me as you're talking about this is. The people are listening. They're just like, okay, so like, how, what, what, what did you do next? Like, did you have like a runway? Did you have like savings that you lived off of? Do you have like other sources of income, or was it just like you yeah. just stopped? Like you said, half of the income yeah. is gone, or what was the actual financial reality uh, yeah. of it? Like the financial consequence of making this decision. And that is a great question because, you know, back to something I said earlier, I don't encourage everyone to just go quit their job tomorrow without having a bit of a plan, right? And, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. And and it was really interesting for me and everyone, even people very close to me said, wow, that, you had so much courage just overnight you made this change. And and I'm thinking to myself, and, and again, some that are close to me know this, but this was actually six years in the making, right? I was thinking about... Yeah. Yeah. When I started to have those twinges of, you know, this I got to do something different, but I didn't I didn't I didn't get deep enough to know exactly what that was, but I I just started to think, you know what? I need to start preparing for whatever that is. So um you and I share this this background as well, but I wanted one thing I wanted to do is kind of take my own financial freedom into my into my own hands, so I started investing in real estate and Yes. Um and again, I don't know that that's the end-all, be-all, and maybe it's not for everybody, but it helped me secure my financial picture. It helped me It helped me look beyond my salary to say, ah, okay, maybe there's another option here. Was that before uh, some of the inklings of, like, I need to quit my job, or did that happen kind of? Yeah, it, it was before the strong – it was before I was really tapped into my intuition. And, okay. But it, but That's kind but, of like a little sign of it. It's kind it of was, a little, little sign. Yeah. The way I would say it, it's when I was, I was going to say suppressing. That's probably not the best term. It's when I wasn't actually listening very well to my intuition, but it okay. was still there. It was, it was saying, Cal, you need to do something a little different. You need to look at some other options. You need to expand your horizons. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was like a growing curiosity. It was not like, here's an answer, but like it was just kind of looking, seeking, totally. wondering yeah. and... Totally. And, you know, and okay. and back to alignment, and this is something that I'm so passionate about now, and it's basically become my work, is helping people get that alignment in the work they do, find out what it is they were meant to do, and then come up with a plan to actually do it. But at the time, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, so... Like when you um, quit, you mean? Like when no, you quit, sorry. You... Sorry, my mistake. This is back to the real estate days. Okay, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... So I thought that I needed to try. I, I thought real estate was my thing. I thought that's what I meant to do. Oh yeah, we we definitely so, <laughs> yeah. Share I think that. we share that too. So I so I jumped in like I usually do with everything, and I started buying properties, and and I I started getting some additional income, which was amazing. But I really quickly, and again, I think this is 
starting to listen even more to my intuition, I realized real estate was not my thing. Mm -hmm. It was it was an asset that I love to have in my investment portfolio, but it wasn't lighting me up. It wasn't your purpose. And, I, and I, it wasn't my purpose. And I saw people that I think had found their purpose in real estate. And I started to feel, I started, I was pretty hard on myself. I'm like, dude, why aren't, why aren't, why isn't this your purpose? Like, yeah, like why what's wrong you? with me? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I started to actually feel bad and compare myself to others and say, well, you know, I, I was supposed to be all excited and real estate was supposed to be my thing. And yet again, I haven't found my thing. Like, what an idiot. But no, but again, I, I love this because it's like as it seems. So it seems like as you are moving through this process of yours, there were yes. things that became that slowly went from subtle to very, very apparent that this is clearly not aligned. Yes. Maybe you might not have had the language for it, like alignment at that time, but you're just like, yeah. oh, wow, there's something going on. Like real estate is not my thing. I thought it was going to be my thing, but it's not my thing. And then like your telecom yeah. job, you're like, yeah, this is not my, like, this is not my thing. Like this is not going to bring me the fulfillment that I'm looking for. So there was still something that you were like, you were, there's an inner challenge, an inner struggle that was happening there. Yeah, I would agree, and and I want to go back to because <clears throat> I think this is really key. Um, I think like intuition, and this is something I learned from Philip, and it's something that I've been learning from many others, and loud and clear learning it from myself mm. is we actually have all of the answers that we need, and so the answer, and and we may not know that, but the answer in what I should do and shouldn't do, and and by answers I don't mean it jumped out and said, hey, I need to be this. Mm -hmm. But my intuition, my gut, you, you just know, right? You know when you're when you're doing the right thing, whether that's in relationships, work, whatever it is. If you can really listen to your gut, you know what you were meant to do. So, so back to, I think what was happening for me is my the process of trying different things, trying real estate, you know, I had a couple of other businesses in the process that I had started while working in telecom. I was trying all these things. Yeah, but I, I mean, was... you, you invented that job. Like, that says a lot about you totally. and, and, and how you got to where you are now, doing what you do now. Like, totally. what was it called? Pe People and Culture Champion? Is that what it was? People and Culture Champion, yeah. yeah I that's created, great. I created my own job. In a people in a company of forty three thousand people, which is not easy to do. In fact, I haven't heard of anyone else doing it. But yeah, that's and, pretty intense. And I'm not saying that to impress your listeners. I'm saying it because it was part of my journey to get aligned. It was like I got to do something, man. So yeah, that was the yearning. That was the the guttural intuition. Like totally. that, it was yearning for it. So it, that that's part of what created that. Sounds totally. Like. And the fu the funny thing is when I did when I did that. I had no idea what that even meant. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick story. I worked for a gentleman for a long, long time. He was one of my greatest mentors, and, and I was working for him at the time, and I was doing like operational technical work, leading a tech, very technical team, and just work that was, I was not passionate about at all. <clears throat> so I phoned Dave up, my boss, and, and we were good friends, so this helped, but I said, hey, Dave, you know all that technical shit I used to do? I don't do that anymore. And Dave's, and Dave's like, uh, okay, Castle, what is it that you do? And I said, I want to support your team, but from a people and culture point of view. Yeah. And, and I didn't, 
but I didn't even know what that meant really. I just meant that I, I knew that it felt closer to, it felt more aligned. It felt like I want to support other people's growth and learning and help them get into careers and jobs they're passionate about. So that's what I'm going to do. And, and it's kind of back to your, to an earlier question you asked is I didn't have the details, but I had the theme. I had the feeling I had the, I had something in my gut saying, take a step, move to in here's this direction. Another, totally. And here's another key thing that I've learned that I love is, and I'm still, I'm trying to strengthen this every day in my own life, in my own practices is instead of moving away from that in which we do not want, start taking steps towards the things that you do want, even yeah. if you don't have the detail, even if you don't know what that is, right? So, so, so again, and I mean, that gets pretty, you can get pretty deep into like law of attraction kind of stuff, but, but I just knew that what I was doing, the technical work wasn't my thing. So rather than sit around and fret about that and say, oh, I got to get away from this, you know, it, it wasn't that kind of energy. It was more like, hey, I think creating this new role, supporting other people's growth is more aligned, more what I should be doing. I have mm. no idea. I have no idea what it means and I don't know the details, but I'll figure that out as we go. And and so I embarked upon a five-year journey of creating that role and creating this framework of helping other people. And and it's led me to where I am today. And I still don't know where I'm going, but it, <laughs> right? But, I but don't, you, it sounds like you don't really need to. You don't need to know no. all of the ins and outs and all of the answers. I mean, that, that seems to be a theme in your life, like the like the book, didn't know like exactly all the answers and the how to and so when you when you quit your job let's go back to that like when you quit your job did you know what you were gonna do like or did you were you just like I'm gonna go on a vacation now or like what what were you thinking yeah so again I I had these high level inklings yeah right I knew I wanted to help other people I knew I wanted to make an impact I knew I wanted to share the knowledge I had gained. I had no idea how to do that. And I, I mean, I had a rough idea. I thought, you know what? I like speaking. I want to do some speaking. Uh, I, I'm a, I think I'm a good leader, so I'd like to lead other people through, you know, their own transformation if I could. But I, but I didn't know how. And what I, what I found for myself, and I see this in many others, is we often get so caught up in the how, we actually prevent ourselves from making any changes. Yeah. Right? Because we feel like, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna quit my job and move on to the next thing, or you know, quitting job is just one example. I have to have all of the answers figured out, otherwise I'm not gonna make a change. And in my experience, it's almost impossible to figure out all those details. So what what we often do is we just get paralyzed by you know paralysis yeah. analysis and well, what about this? And I don't know if my title should be this, or I don't know, what, and I don't know if my website should look like this, or it should look like that. And I don't know if I should write a book or if I'm a speaker. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it just it it seems to me that if you spend so much time in your head thinking about all the details, nothing gets done. Nothing happens. Yeah. So was there a period of time? Was there like a gap uh, from when you quit <clears throat> to beginning the the work that you do now with people? Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually you you asked the question earlier, and this is probably good for the listeners, is because you you asked like what what about the financial realities of doing that? How do you Right. So I kind of set things up or started them in motion anyways with real estate and doing other things. But so financially, you know, I wasn't going to starve, but I certainly only had a certain amount of period that I could play with. But 
the the first thing that I did, and and this was very conscious, was give myself more space. Yeah, because that's what it right? what led to this, anyways, right? Totally, and and it's so powerful. And you know, I kind of jokingly say, people say, "Well, what have you been doing for the last eighteen months?" Because it's almost eighteen months now since I quit my job, and oh, I it's just still fresh. Meditating. That's still pretty recent. It's still pretty recent, yeah. And I said, so "I've just been meditating." <laughs> and they, right? and, and they, they look at me and say, well, you've been meditating for a year and a half? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the truth is I have been doing a lot of meditating and I find ways to give myself space. And quiet. to me, my goal at this point is quieting my mind and opening my heart. That's, wow. how I, that's how I find my direction. So if that's through meditation, one thing I've been doing is Qigong, which uh, – I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but it, yeah. it's amazing, amazing practice. But, and I'm not even saying these practices are what people should pursue, but I think you need a means to give yourself the space to quiet your mind so that you can actually tap into your intuition. Mm. So, because because it, it's been the busyness and the next dollar amount and the next position that has been keeping yes. you away from. Uh, allowing yourself to listen to the to the intuition. So what you're saying is the last 18 months has been a practice of expanding the very thing that has catalyzed you being able to hear that inner voice. Totally. Wow. And I and I now know I know definitive definitively rather that my intuition is the greatest tool I have. So yeah. So I need to. I need to take time and I need to give it time or give it space and time to nurture my intuition, right? Be, and and so, so again, I've been doing more than just meditating. <laughs> I, wrote, I, wrote a book. I did. Yeah, tell um, us, tell us what's been what's been transpiring and and what this has all let, led up to. Well, what, what's interesting is when I made the decision to quit my job, I told you I went through seventy two hours of sheer terror and fear. Um, and then the fear slowly started to subside and I still, honestly, I have it. I'm, I still have it to this day. Yeah. You were saying, you were saying that fear yeah. is still there. Totally. But the, what's interesting is this, it shifts. I was going to say day to day. Sometimes it shifts hour to hour, right? So sometimes it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's like 80% just sheer freedom and joy and 20% sheer terror. And yeah, maybe tomorrow it might be 80% sheer terror, but, but what, What's interesting is when I made the decision to do something else. So I quit the job that was no longer serving me. I gave myself some space. As the universe often does, you know, things happen. So the phone would ring and people would say, hey, what about this? Would you or I think you should go meet this person. You know, they've got a consulting business that sounds mm. like maybe would be a good fit with you. And but what's interesting is I said, okay, cool. I'm open to all these opportunities, right? I'm Again, I'm a man of possibility. But the way I'm going to get myself through these decisions is following my intuition. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you one example. I Very soon after I left my job, I had an opportunity to meet uh, a consultant here in Vancouver who's got a huge, wildly successful practice. Yeah. Um, and a mutual friend introduced us and said, Cal, you really need to go talk to these guys. I, I think you're a good fit. I went and met with them, walked in the door. I met the owner. I shook his hand, looked him in the eye. We had a two-minute conversation, and I said, this is not for me, man. And wow. I, and I won't, 
And I won't go into the details. And there was nothing wrong with what they were doing. Like what they have, I think, is amazing. Again, I just knew it wasn't a fit for me. And it took you a long time to be able to have that intu that intuitive totally. feeling to be able to make those kinds of decisions. Totally. I mean, five years ago, I probably would have said, "Oh, wow, the money looks good." Entertain okay. it. Yeah, I really. It looks like I'm going to be miserable, but the money will be good, so I should probably try it. <laughs> right and. And what was funny is I was looking so forward to that, the the meeting, just to meet him and the potential opportunity, and my wife knew that. So I got home that night and she said, so how was the, how was the meeting? And I said, oh, in two minutes I knew it wasn't a good fit, so, so that's it, there's no more. Wow. And she's like, you must be so disappointed. I said, what? I said, I am freaking ecstatic, man. <laughs> And she's like, and she's like, why are you so excited about an opportunity that didn't come to fruition? And I said, because I listened to myself. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. It's huge. That's a huge accomplishment. And I just, again, I felt so proud and so like, you know what? I'm not going to get into a situation again where, where I'm letting my mind rule my decisions and it's going to be wrong for my gut. So, so I, I was really happy about it. I love you know, that, man. And since then, you know, in the interest of time, I won't go into all the details, but I have, I've got clients that I am now working with where it just totally felt right and like, yeah, you know what? I think I can help them. They're a good fit. Um, I went on to write the book. Did that create itself? So like how did the, the coaching and the consulting uh, begin for you? Like was it something that you're noticing there was a need for or were your conversations – kind of naturally headed in toward, you know, towards that direction because you just, just your transformation and your breakthrough alone is, yeah. is I, I feel like, like that is, that, that is enough of a testament to yeah. what your level of awareness is and your <laughs> level of uh, authenticity is, and even just your own pursuit of, of alignment. So, so I, I would look to you as, okay, this person can guide me. Like this person can guide me. Yeah. Well, it, it's really, it's really quite funny. Have we got time for another story? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, I, as part of this journey, and again, a big part of what we've already talked about is money and finances, and making sure that you know everything is your your financial house is in order. So, I went to a um, a financial services company that I'd been introduced to by a mutual friend. Um, I expected to meet with one of their advisors, um, and when I got there, who greeted me at the door but the owner of the company? And I thought, mm. oh, that's interesting. Okay, so we so we sit down, and he had a binder full of a binder open on the table of all of the financial products that he could offer me. And so we get talking, and he said, "What do you do?" And I said, "Well, I'm a people and culture champion." And he's like, "Wow, that." Tell me about that. So I just told him about my own journey of being able to transform the work I do and then creating this framework to help others with alignment, in particular yes. in, a, in a company environment. He closed the binder, pushed it off to the side. He said, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, you're my people and culture guy. I want <laughs> you to come you know, I want you to come present to my president and COO around your thoughts of alignment. And, uh, yeah, let's get going on that. Wow. <laughs> and I was, was kind of like, 
Well, yeah, but what what about my finances? That's why I'm here. You're, 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 you're trying. To, you're the you're the, the client. Like you're trying to yeah. <laughs> explore and entertain their products, right? Exactly. And then just sw- so, and then the, 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 the table turned. The table just switched. The table well, totally switched, and yeah, no, they they become they become like the prospective clients. <laughs> yeah, and I and I honestly had no intention of like I that I didn't even see that possibility. The I was, universe. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that that was kind of my point of the story. Is and I went on to to work with them, and are still working with them to this day. And that was the first. It, yeah, cool. And it, and it's not again. It's not something I planned. It's not. I did not go in there with any agenda. It was just, yeah, it just kind of happened. And so, that is freaking the, incredible, man. Well, it, it is incredible, and and I'm you know I'm excited about it. But again, I think it goes back to the point of we we don't have all the answers. We're not going to figure out exactly what is going to happen. We just have to, I think, listen to our intuition, kind of set the intention, move in a direction towards something that feels like it's semi-aligned. Yeah, and you kind of have to trust that things are going to work out and. So what have you been what what have your findings been with some of the people that you work with? Um, well, I think certainly in a company in a business environment, I believe in it and I guess I'm kind of biased, but I but I've seen it I've I've created it for myself. I've created it for for a small team and I've also seen it across a much larger team, but alignment is key. Like to me that is and, and I think it's pretty can you describe, cool. Can you describe your definition of alignment? Uh, yeah, totally. How you see it? Yeah. Simply, I, I believe in a work environment in particular, alignment is simply doing work that you love or enjoy. Yeah. Right? And I and I got to witness personal transformations, even on my own team, of of people doing work that they weren't really excited about. And through going through a process and a conversation similar to the one I went through with myself, mm, yeah, say, you know, what does really excite you? Where do you see yourself in three to five years? What do you really want to do? And then how can I help you get there? And how can we, we can't do this frivolously so if we're in a business environment. So how do we take what you're really passionate about, but also align it to the stuff we have to accomplish as a team and as a business? Um, but when you can do that, it's just amazing you see how people react and and you don't need a fancy measurement or dashboard or scorecard you you watch people come in the door in the morning so one day they're kind of dragging their knuckles and they're not really happy to be there and they're half an hour late and the they're next dragging day their knuckles <laughs> right? and the next day they're you, you just see this you see the difference you're like yeah you know what i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty excited right now wow I, and they're like lit up are totally lit up. And I think as simple as that sounds, and I've totally oversimplified it. Like I said, I, I have a whole process underneath oh, sure, that. sure, yeah. But but that's it. It's it it's it's obvious to me. I met with a potential client yesterday. We we're having this conversation and I kept coming back to alignment. He's like, Well, you know, why do you keep coming back to that basically? And I said, Well, you can talk about all the things you want in terms of supporting a great team and this and that, but if people don't like the work they're doing, you know, another pizza day isn't really going to help. <laughs> you know? And I mean, hey, I, I like pizza. It would help so, me. <laughs> yeah, 
it'll probably help us for an hour. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, my point is the most important thing we can do for ourselves, I think, and if you're a business owner or leader, if you support other people, is getting them lined up with work that they actually semi enjoy. Wow. And and I say semi enjoy because, you know, the the dream job maybe that doesn't exist, right? Maybe hmm. just maybe enjoy more and then more and then more, right? Yeah, and maybe we can't spend a hundred percent of our time, you know, every day doing work that lights us up. But let's say, let's just say that today it's fifty fifty. It's like, hey, you know what? I like fifty percent of what I do, and I hate the other fifty. Yeah. What What if we shifted to seventy thirty? Yeah, just more alignment. Totally. Like it doesn't have to be. I, I actually don't think the dream job exists. Mm. And when I say that, people get like, and I have a workshop that I go through. It's an alignment workshop. And one of the exercises or one of the things I say is there is no dream job. And then people just get all deflated. And well, what do you mean? I was looking for my dream job. It's like, no, it's more about how do you spend your time? What's your theme? If if your theme is connecting with people, if that's what really excites you, how do we just make it so you're connecting with more people? Yeah. And so this is uh, from working with people one-on-one. Uh, yes. Small organizations, larger organizations. What kind? Of, what, what's your ideal client? Like who? Who? Who is the perfect person to be speaking with you? Would you yeah, say? I think. I mean, there's. I think there's a couple different flavors, but I. Yeah. I, yeah. Right now, I'm working more with with business owners and leaders. So people that okay. there's kind of two flavors. There's there's the person that's either a solopreneur or has been a solopreneur and now has a small team of say one to ten people. Okay. And they're figuring out, okay, now you know maybe I maybe leadership wasn't my thing or team building isn't my thing or whatever label you give it, but I need to start thinking about how I facilitate alignment for the people that work with me, mm. right? That's, I think a lot of business owners are really looking for there's certain currencies. There's the financial currency is the obvious one, but I think a lot of business owners also want flexibility. They want freedom. Yes. And, yeah. And, in my opinion, the way to get that freedom is through alignment and through having a great team. So if everybody gets to focus on the stuff that they're good at and that brings them energy, including the business owner, then you get this sense of freedom and flexibility, right? So Love it. So that, yeah, so that that's actually probably the ideal client is yeah. someone that's in that situation and so and then I work that's flavor number one. That's flavor number one. And then I also <laughs> um, I have clients like the financial services company who have a larger team of people. Um, you know, he, his team, he's got 140 people and he's growing it to about 500 people. And he wow. wrecked Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's got some pretty, uh, pretty aggressive growth plans and, and they're doing some very exciting stuff. So that's cool. But um, he recognizes that in order to support a team of that size, you really need a framework. Like I talked about this whole people and culture framework of, of how you get alignment. So how do you get people doing work that they like? And then how do you support that team going forward? So things like communication, recognition. Um, how, and the other thing about alignment that I found that's really kind of, you know, hopefully this resonates people, it certainly has been my experience, is it's situational. So by that I mean what I'm excited about today is very different than what I was excited about five years ago. Yeah. You're five changing. years from I'm changing, you know, we're all changing, the environment's changing. It's constant. It's constant. And so five years from now, I'm sure I'll be excited about something totally different. And so as a leader, as a business owner, how do you 
how do you continually check in with people and including yourself is the the main (laughs) one and and ensure that you're still doing what you should be doing right because that changes as well in my opinion Mm -hmm. and the one client i remember speaking with and we were talking about alignment and he said oh yeah yeah no we're good We, we got that and I was thinking, well, okay, but in my experience, wow. it's kind of it's kind of a dynamic thing. Like it doesn't, uh, I don't think you can check the box and say everybody's happy, so let's just move on, right? So. Yeah, alignment. Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like the it, it's an actual goalpost that does keep moving because you're you're changing. Totally. Yeah, uh, and the, and the organization and the market, all that stuff is changing. That's right. Yeah. So so all this uh, so when it comes to the book that you've that you've created that you've published that's hitting the top of the charts, um, yeah. t- tell us a little bit of, about what that uh, expands upon and, and what people can expect sure. when they when they go and dive in. Sure, uh, the book is it's really kind of a culmination of everything we've just talked about. So it's really the my experience on how I was able to transform the work that I did. And then how I was able to help others, including my immediate team and then a larger team of people. And it's really designed for, I, I think it. I think there'd be value to anyone, but again, it would be for business owners and leaders that are looking for more fulfillment in their lives and, and how to accomplish that. And, and the book is really two parts. It's uh, like I spoke of, it's around alignment. So helping people, first of all, starting with yourself. How am I, am I doing the work that I was meant to do? Yeah. How do I facilitate that for my team? That's part one. And then part two is really around this idea of how do you support a great team of people going forward? And whether that team is two people or 2,000 people, I think the principles are the same. So That is amazing. Oops. And uh, when can we find or where, where can we find the book? Um, well, actually, if anyone, if any of your listeners want a copy of the book, I'm happy to uh, to give them a free copy. Wow. Um, and and I'm I just they just need to email me so my email address is home shop it's h o m e s h o p at telus t e l u s dot net amazing so yeah if they just want to shoot me a quick email I'll send them a link to a free copy of the book and and again my sincere desire is that that helps people who like myself, if things aren't feeling quite like, you know, this isn't what I meant to do, but I'm not really sure how to uh, how to get that alignment, then hopefully the book will help. Yeah. And I think I feel like it's, it'll be uh, just an, a, a way for people to dive even deeper to some of the philosophies and some of the discoveries that you've shared with us on this interview. Yeah, I hope so. It's it's actually interesting. There's there's one thing I say in the book because um, I talk about the framework and the work that we do, and um, which I think is all hugely powerful and valuable. But there's a little blurb in there, and it's kind of subtle, but it says, you know, there's probably some deeper personal work required in order to go on this journey. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I mean, I can totally That's what offer, you went through. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I can totally, you know, I can offer your listeners insight into that if they have questions more about what I did. But and my my path is just one of many but again i think i think it's the deeper personal work it's that mm-hmm. space we talked about it's tapping into your intuition it's really looking at you know and and these reflections let's be clear oliver they're not always pleasant like they're yeah. not always this isn't all sunshine and roses when you're peeling back the layers of the onion and trying to deal with your own personal stuff this can be challenging and actually i think 
it's why a lot of people don't do it, right? It's easier to stay busy and and not have to reflect and not ask to ask yourself these hard questions mm-hmm. like, is this really the work I was meant to be doing? Should I actually be in this relationship? How do I feel about myself? This is this that that's where the gold is, right? I think. But I feel like, and and this definitely goes back to the the importance and the value of actually getting some support from somebody. Like you can't, I, like you can do it on your own. Uh, in in my opinion, it'll be you know you'll you'll get you'll get there. But when you have the support of somebody else, there's a little bit more. There's more speed there. There's more depth. I totally you know, there, agree. There, there's there's more power. So how, how how can people find you? How can people connect with you and talk with you? Sure. Well, that uh, the email address I gave you, they can contact me. I also my website is www.thefreedomframework.ca. Awesome. Um, so, so they can find me through that. And and I I just want to say I completely agree with you. You know. I think we need we all need help along the journey. And what's interesting is the more that I grow and develop myself and grow my business, mm-hmm. the larger my budget comes, or sorry, the larger my budget is for investing in myself. Yeah. So by that I mean like I actually have a line item in the budget for my business on development for Cal. Yeah. And right now this might I love change. That. It is the single biggest uh, budgetary item. Like it's the it's the biggest line item in my budget. Yeah, and and I and and I can I can sense the like how much value you've gotten from it, just from your own you being yeah. able to share your story in this way and being able to support people in this way. It's like you know what you, pe- people come to you for support, and you yourself go and get that support as well. Like it, it's Ooh. it's included in your it's included in your budget. It's an investment and. Uh, yeah, and and it, and it really shows. Like, look at all, look at everything that you've been creating. Yeah, amazing, I agree, and man. I and I certainly could not have done that on my on my own. But I would add. Can I add one caveat? Because sure, you know, it's it's like the yes and no answer I gave you. I'm I'm always a big fan of looking at both sides of the story, and I think one thing that I've really seen in terms of development, personal development, and is it's really easy to to look at the next shiny object, right? And to, yeah. or to think. And again, it's it's almost like this, you can get paralyzed by thinking I need to do more development, right? It's like, oh, oh, I was going to start that business of my dreams, but I need to read two more books and I got to take this workshop and I got to figure out my marketing plan. And, mm. and honestly, I catch myself doing this on a, I'm sure a weekly basis is I'll hear about someone. I hear you. And, Right, say, oh, she's a fantastic branding expert, and oh, I gotta go talk to a branding expert, and then just again, I just kind of check in, stop for a moment, (laughs) stop for a moment, take that space, and say, what am I really trying to accomplish in the short term, in particular, and will this particular person help me get there? Yeah, and the answer might be yes. And again, if I can help your leaders or your listeners rather get to where they need to go, I'd love to. But I just really encourage people to check in with with what they actually need. And and the way to figure that out again is your your gut, I think. It's yeah. it's like it's like when I yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And it kind of goes it goes back to like okay, so I have all these great crazy crazy shiny objects like new books, new workshops, new this, new strategies and all that stuff, but it's like you you give yourself the space, which is something that sounds huge for you, and then you check in if and see if it's actually aligned with where you want to get to. 
Because you, you might take that space for like a week or two weeks, and if it's still there, like a month from now, two months from now, you're like, okay, yeah, well, this is this is something that I definitely need to execute on. I totally agree. Yeah, give yourself the space and whatever that. If it's a week, two weeks, like you said, whatever it is, and if it's still a hell yes, then give her. Yeah. So what what's your final ask from the people who are listening? I think my final ask is I, I really, again, I believe we have a bit of an epidemic of people doing work that they weren't meant to do. And my ask is just for people to check in, just to really take some space, listen to your gut, and if what you're doing is not serving you, think about a plan to to make some changes. And again, that plan might be ripping the Band-Aid off, but it might be more like, okay, I don't need to be extreme, but how can I start to shift and live a life that's more authentic to me? I, that that would be my ask. That is beautiful. That was a perfect way to end it. Cal, you are such an inspirational person. You're a, like a huge example. And uh, the freedomframework.ca is where they can find you, right? Cal Meisner. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just, I just want to find, just acknowledge you for you being so open and so vulnerable and being willing to share like some of the not so pretty and some of the, the some of the stuff that is actually not um you know not glamorized about going through this journey say like, yeah, i quit my job and i and i'm like i'm living the life now but you actually went through you actually shared here's the real stuff like it's a complex layered experience of fear and freedom and excitement and nervousness and wanting to puke so your like your <laughs> bluntness and your honesty it's uh, i i can appre- i appreciate you for that and i'm and i'm sure that people listening can really relate to your story and your experiences and and everything that you've discovered along the way so thank you so much for being on the show man awesome thanks for having me really appreciate it Hey everybody, it's Oliver. Before you take off, just wanted to invite you to my weekly newsletter called Oliver's Picks. This is my weekly recommendations for what I find educational, empowering, entertaining, and engaging. So if you're interested in a dose of goodness, inspiration, tools for growth, uh, different things like that, head on over to olivermanalise.com slash picks. As well, if you haven't already, I would really appreciate you heading on over to iTunes, giving us a five-star rating, and writing a review for us. That would mean the world to me. That would support the show in helping us grow and getting the conversation out there. As well, if you're looking for the show notes for each episode and all episodes, you can find them at olivermanalise.com slash show. If there's any feedback or comments or questions that you have for me, I would love to hear from you at podcast at olivermanalise.com. And that is all. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk again soon.